Hello, welcome back to episode 11 of the Weeboo Pod. I'm Pat. I have Chris here again. Today we have a bunch of different topics we kind of want to talk about. Thanks again for joining us. Before we get into it, as always, Chris, how are you doing? Feels like a pretty long week. I worked on a lot of things for the podcast this week and kind of happy that we're just recording now after doing all the admin stuff. But up until then, I felt like I was doing a lot of admin related things for the podcast, which we could talk about at the back end of the podcast when uh, we're closing out. But what have you been up to, Pat? Have you watched a lot of anime recently? You know, I started watching a couple different anime, just try to catch up a bit. I'm still a bit behind, but I haven't been watching as much as I used to. Just kind of been watching, you know, the current season. Um, I haven't watched the latest AOT episode, but I did um, finish up Demon Slayer. I started a new anime, uh, Sabakui Bisco. I think it's actually not too bad. It's another shonen, you know, my typical genre. Um, but yeah, I still have failed to start My Dressed Up Darling and uh, what was the other one from Cloverworks? Uh, Kevy Sailor Uniform. I haven't watched that one either, but beside that, I was uh, reliving some of the older anime. I was rewatching some some Naruto, some some One Piece, you know, just casually getting my mind off work, but it's been alright. I think I need to set aside some more time and really just start grinding out some more of these shows. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, right, going back to what we talked about last week too, anime can be just be like an outlet or like a time to relax and chill. I don't know if you got to force yourself to watch some trash shows out there or very mid shows. And I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot to watch currently on, on, in the ongoing season. But I did watch Grand Blue, which I will definitely suggest to you. Because it is one hell of a funny show, man. It's I'm so sad I didn't watch it up until this point. But I'm so glad I kind of saved it at the same time. I think you would like it. It's it's a comedy that's based off of kind of college life. And I think you could kind of resonate with some of the, the comedy aspects of it. Because it comes from like partying or drinking or, you know, just being hooligans hey, with hey, your hey. brothers. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Uh, speaking of... I guess being hooligans. Uh, I wish I could do that more often these days with stress-free. <laughs> hey, you, it's never too late. We're still young, kind of. Are we? Are we? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, well, I guess I gotta start that then. It looks pretty interesting. It's rated pretty highly on Mal. Um, 8.4 or something, right? Yeah, it's like an 8.46, I think, or something like that on Mal. It's, it's pretty high. I never watched it because I couldn't, I guess like, I usually I kind of judge a book by its cover and maybe you do the same thing where I look up the art and look up kind of the, I guess the text and the summary that posted on Mal or some other review sites. And if I don't really like the art or if I don't really like the synopsis that much, I just don't watch it. But I had just recently finished watching Otaku ni Koi wa Muzukashi, which is a romance show that's on available on amazon prime and i just watched that casually as well but right after i finished that grand blue was one of one of the suggestions that was provided to me on amazon prime i think it's only on amazon prime because i couldn't find it on crunchyroll and that's why i started watching it because i was just too lazy to look up any other anime but i've been kind of on a roll with watching anime from tokyo adventures to otaku ni koi wa muzukashi and then 
uh, Grand Blue. And then I just like love Grand Blue. It's like, I don't want to finish it because it's just so funny. And this is kind of how I felt with Psyche K. When I watched it, I was like, this is so funny. I, I wish I could just watch this every single day as like a stress relief show and something to just wind down to. Because it's just, it just makes me laugh. Honestly, I mean, com- comedic anime is, is a different type of genre. It's completely, a good one can completely take your mind off of work. And honestly, I think it's it's kind of fun to do that. I think that's why I'm kind of watching, you know, one of the ones in the current season, uh, which is um, the Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt. It's also comedic. It's it's not really a shonen. It's kind of funny. But yeah, honestly, comedy these days in anime, it's it's interesting. It's entertaining. I like watching it. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard though. Like I'm kind of surprised that some people like comedy anime because I do think some of the jokes are very Japanese, like embedded in Japanese culture sometimes. So something like Gintama, right? I know a lot of people think Gintama is good. I know a lot of Japanese people that appreciate kind of the pop culture references that are made in Gintama. And that's for those for those same reasons, I, I enjoyed some of the episodes that I've watched. I haven't watched all of it yet, obviously. But sometimes it, it is just a cultural comedic thing that happens. And with Grand Blue, I don't sense it that much. But I did feel like I sensed it in some of these other shows with Nichijo or Psyche K. So when people appreciate it in the, the US or anywhere else outside of Japan, who from, I guess, like the people that don't speak Japanese... I find it to be a bit surprising, but at the same time, maybe it's just that well executed that you could kind of look past some of these like cultural barriers that comes with the comedy. Honestly, yeah, I mean, cultural barriers are one thing. I think sometimes it is hard to get all the references, but as a whole, I think if you watch enough anime, you can kind of pick up on it, right? I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, sometimes like they, they will kind of change the translation and the subtitle so that it comes off a little bit easier for the, the English speakers. And when I watch these shows with friends or with my girlfriend, I always read the subtitles to see if it kind of makes sense. And if, if it doesn't, then I'll explain it and why I'm laughing, I guess. It, do you find that it helps keep you up to date to watch like some of these more comedic anime? Like In, in other words, you kind of understand general trends uh in japanese culture or do you feel like it's more of a just a stress relief for you i think j dramas do a better job of that at least in terms of involving more trendy things because the thing with manga and anime right they, they don't really take real world things and then incorporate it in their in their in the manga story or the anime story all the time and some of the things do get outdated in that the manga could be writ- written like in 2018, 2019 and takes two years or so to get adapted to anime, right? So the references that are made within the manga are a bit older. And then by the time that it gets adapted to an anime, it, it's not necessarily what's in because um, fads and what's <laughs> what's popular in Japan just always changes like really quickly. Like trends finish within like a year in Japan, which is kind of absurd to think about but for some reason like that cycle in in japanese culture or in japan itself is always fast so i feel like i get that experience more so from j dramas than i do get anime anime's comedy is more so just it's just funny um 
it's more entertaining. It's something lighthearted for me to watch. And sometimes I need those types of shows after watching something like Tokyo Revengers, which is a lot heavier and a lot more thought provoking or something I'm trying to think of other examples that are a bit heavier, something like a code Geass or like a, like a two or eternity. I, I just need like a break. I can't go watching those shows like back to back to back. And that's kind of how I felt with, with Demon Slayer coming to an end and watching AOT simultaneously, it just felt like there was like too much going on. Yeah, I think Sundays were just these heavy hitters of just, you had to like almost set aside an hour of your day to just focus, right? You, you couldn't like miss it. It's not something you play on the side. And, yeah. You know, you go play Pokemon and listen, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's funny though, because when I watched Grand Blue or when I started watching Grand Blue, I had the intention of kind of start staying in this like brain dead state. I'll just keep it on the background and just not be fully focused while I'm watching it. But now I'm just like, I need to be fully focused because all the jokes are so funny that I just don't want to miss a beat. Wow. That's, that's saying a lot. So how does it compare to, I think one of your more favorite comedies are like Psyche K. I think it's a lot more realistic. So Psyche K is hilarious because the setting is just so out there, right? this psyche guy who can basically control everything and is like is probably the most OP person in anime history even though it doesn't feel like it because he doesn't necessarily fight a antagonist per se but he has all these like crazy abilities and is able to do these crazy things and that idea and concept or like the problems that come with that are just hilarious to watch but with Grand Blue it's a bit more realistic it's as if you're watching a very fresh college student go to college for the first time trying trying to learn all the ropes and live out this like outrageous life and it's just hilarious really it's it's a bit more like real comedy than than something like psyche which kind of is more in line with nichijo which is like nichijo is like comedy that happens basically in like your like everyday life so it's more in line with that than uh, psyche i guess yeah i mean psyche is kind of far-fetched right it's a bit of, it's about a psychic um but all the reviews in grand bluff you told me to look it up uh they're all really high a lot of high praise that i've been seeing you know from a lot of people just on how it's different from the typical anime and how it depicts high school life and like you said it's about college and you know college is like a new it's a new beast right for those who have not started yet or those who are in college right now i think it's a completely different life from from high school and uh, even when you start working, right, you, you look back to your college days and you're like, yeah, those are the times. Yeah. It's funny because it goes back to what we talked about last week, where a lot of the anime stories are ta- tailored to take place in like a high school or middle school format. But this is like college. So I think a lot more adults can relate to the jokes and the the comedic aspects of, that comes from living, I guess, you're like, 20s early 20s late teenager years um so i don't think a lot of people in high school would understand the comedy that comes from grand blue but a lot more adults it's it's very much catering to the to to those people who can understand what they're going through interesting well i mean the i think on mal they have a picture of a of a couple of beers cheering so it sounds like it's something i'm already gonna like maybe i'll start it tonight i do need a something to replace demon slayer yeah, it's very casual. It's, it's super easy to watch. It is a little out there in terms of some of the comedy, so you, you have to be a little open-minded, but it kind of adds to the pizzazz of the whole story. <laughs> in what way? Are we talking like R-rated or are we talking just 
Um, Keep your mind open. I don't think it's R-rated. It's probably PG-13, if anything. But Granblue, the setting takes place at like a diving shop, like going underwater, going to see the fish kind of scenario. And the people that are there and um, are, are like the main characters or supporting characters are always naked because I don't know why. <laughs> And it's just dudes, like, it's just dudes that are naked, and that's just how they live their lifestyle. I guess it's, like, a beach lifestyle kind of thing. And I was, like, at first, like, super put off by it, but it just becomes funnier and funnier as you're watching the story because they keep kind of tying back that aspect to to the jokes that are made throughout the story. Um, so th- that's the only part that that's kind of out there. Okay. Is Granblue adapted off, like, a light novel or a I manga, think it's a manga. It's a manga. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Grand Blue, the manga, is, is rated very highly, actually. It's actually extremely high. Yeah, it's around a 9, isn't it? Or like 8 point. Yeah, high, it's 8 point... a 9. It's, yeah. It's in the popularity, 56, rank 7. Yeah. Wow. I remember I, I like thought about kind of reading the manga as well, but then um, I didn't get to it as well because, because of what I said, like how I judge a book by its cover sometimes. But... Now, after this, like, after watching the anime, it's only 12 or 13 episodes or so, so I might just continue reading the, the manga because it's just that entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it has to be a really, really good uh, manga because it's got really high reviews. I'm surprised that they haven't released... I don't know, I haven't heard, I've never heard of a second season of Grand Blue. Maybe they're coming out with one eventually? Maybe down the line. A lot of these shows, right, that are slice of life or comedic comedic shows they kind of end in the 13 episode run so i I would be surprised if they they brought out a season two but if it's like a huge success still and people are still into it then they possibly could i just don't know what the sense of it is in japan right now um if people still like the show or still like the manga so i think it would depend on that a bit all right well i think i'm gonna give that a try and i'll update you when I watched the first couple episodes. It sounds like something I'm already going to like. And if you're telling me to watch it, I'm, I trust your judgment here. So I yeah. guess for everyone else listening, if you do want a, a little break in something heavy from the AOT and the Demon Slayers, join me on this journey with Granblue. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else have you been watching? Because um, I've been personally watching a lot of the Olympics. I don't know about you outside of uh, anime. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of the Olympics, but... I have kept up with some of the news. I, I do see the headlines mostly because I'm on Twitter and I just am scrolling through all the the news that comes from Twitter, which is a little interesting. But it seems like there's a lot going on in the Olympics as well. Yeah, dude, the Olympics have been crazy. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's wrapped up. It's coming to an end. But over the course of the past few weeks, I would say there's been a lot of drama. And usually there's there's some type of drama that occurs, whether it's summer or winter, but but this Winter Olympics particularly seems, you know, a bit more intense than I would say the previous um, ones that I can think about in my memory. And, you know, just to name a few, there's been a lot of controversy in these in these Olympic Games. I don't know if you've been keeping up with all of it, but I think in the figure skating and the free skating, there's been a couple questionable moments. I think every country has their own take on it. but Man, I I was watching the figure skating live and that the women's figure skating I think was the most dramatic sporting event I have ever seen. And that's 
That's coming from someone who's watched a lot of baseball, a lot of basketball, a lot of football, and I was like shocked what was happening. Yeah, it's interesting because the Olympics, in terms of scale, right? It's probably the only, maybe, maybe besides the World Cup, is the only sporting event where every single country is literally watching it. So, for example, we just had the Super Bowl in the U.S., right? Not everyone outside of the U.S. watches the Super Bowl. And in the grand scheme of things, not everyone watches the NBA and not everyone watches, like, the MLB. Even though it might be the biggest stage for basketball, baseball, football, it's not It's not the kind of center of attention from a global perspective. But the Olympics and the World Cup, when it comes around, usually is because you're representing your country. You are, um, it's just more than the sport, right? Like you're doing a lot more out there, um, and you're in the you're in the kind of attention and the eyes of everyone, not just from your country, but from every, everyone from the globe. So I can totally see something if it goes off the rails, if it goes absolutely wrong there's not just one country of people bashing on you or bashing on the olympics there is the entire world basically roasting you or roasting the olympics and that's basically what we saw with the whole figure skating thing right not just backlash from the people that were at the olympic games but backlash from the the media the the people that were watching it on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I don't know, but and then every everyone else that's involved, like that was whether that be the coaches, the players, the staff, etc. So it's gonna be a way bigger deal than we've ever seen before, really. So I could totally see that. Yeah, and kind of going off your comment, right? That the Olympics just puts you into a under the world's eyes and it just makes me realize that I don't know sometimes I would think you would be people would be more compassionate towards a lot of these athletes but it seems like there's just hate no matter what you do whether you win for your country whether you're an Asian American representing America versus your ethnic country it's just someone's hating you somewhere and it's and it's sad it's sad to see but at the end of the day i mean you, these are still like the top athletes in the world it's it's surprising to me that you can still like have so much negative comments towards a lot of these athletes i think we just live in a day and age where you know, we are blessed with social media in a sense that it connects us, but it's a bit of a double-edged sword where you have the ability to speak up on social media, but you can also say whatever you want. You have free reign of the freedom or, or like you have the freedom to say whatever you want. So with that comes a responsibility, right, to whether it be to spread positivity to other people or you could bring other people down by what you're saying it's unfortunate because everything's kind of in a microscope now where you make one wrong mistake you get canceled right if you're like a content creator you could easily get canceled for making some small mistake in your life five years ago or you slipped one sentence on your stream or on your video and then they cancel you but 
the Olympics are a much grand, grander, I guess, scale than just social media and content creating, right? Every every single person is watching you. You're literally being watched from every single country's TV or media streaming platform, etc. So it almost like magnifies the situation where all these people have the ability to say whatever they want and they're all just focused on one thing rather than it be focused on a YouTube video that gained 500,000 views and another person takes some of that attention away from it or another piece of news takes another takes the attention away from it it's not that it's just there's one thing at the center of this whole global I guess, viewing experience and all of us are making comments about it. So, yeah, yeah. I think speaking of getting canceled, I mean, beside the fact that I don't think AOT is goaded. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> Not again. Did you see, <laughs> did you see the uh, news that, uh, Kana Tani, I think her, she used to go by Tanu Kana. Uh, she's a, you know, a pro female gamer, um, in Tekken. Oh uh, yeah, I did in, see this. <laughs> in Japan, she said something along the lines that like men under 5-7 should not have human rights or something. She, yeah, something is like don't deserve human rights or something. And then she got canceled uh lost her contracts with the gaming company and um I was like, "Oh man. I guess I I, I mean, you can you rough, can't say that's that. That's a rough man. comment. That's a rough comment. You cannot say that, man. <laughs> In this day and age, you cannot go out there and just basically like execute half of the population for their height, um, saying they don't deserve human rights because of their height. That's just that's just wrong, man. And I think it was on live stream too, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I read like she apologized, but like in the moment, if you said something like that, that's one of those things. I don't know if you can take that back. I mean, at that point, the yeah. words are out there. <laughs> it can be a joke, but you, yeah, something like that, you know, someone's going to clip it, make like a 10 second clip out of it. There's going to be no context around it. So even if you were making some kind of joke based on some really long story that had like a 10 minute lead up, no one's going to see that because someone can take that video or take that stream take just that 10 second moment where you said that sentence and that gets blown out of proportion basically and spread throughout social media. So it's rough. Yeah. I, I just think it was such a funny uh, story. I mean, it's terrible. Like you, you, there is no way you should ever say something like that or about anything. It doesn't have to be height, just anything in general. I mean, everyone deserves to have rights. Yeah. I saw that too. And I was just like, what? Why is this on my headlines? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is, what is going on with the world right now? Yeah, a lot, lot of drama in the world right yeah. now. I guess like to kind of round out this Olympics thing, though, do you think the Olympics should continue? There's a lot of people, I think, that think the Olympics shouldn't even continue going forward, right? It's so weird that... Because there's World Cup for every sport, right? Every Every year there's competitions... And I just think it's sad. Like, I think the worst part about this Olympics was just seeing the heartbreak that comes with, like, you know, someone devoting their entire life. And, like, especially now with COVID, um, there's a couple people who, you know, couldn't compete because they had COVID. Or, 
I guess, uh, you know, with the controversy, I don't want to get too much into it. I don't want to be too controversial here, but it sounds like, you know, just with every country that hosts the Olympics, there's a couple, you know, biased in the judging and, and the officiating. And I think that's really hard to kind of fix. Um, I think naturally people are going to have a bias towards their home country. And, you know, like I think there was an example with um, in men's snowboarding on the half pipe, uh, Hirano, the Japanese uh, snowboarder who took gold, um, he put down this crazy run, and I think the United States gave him an extremely low score or something. And there was a lot of like controversy saying that like you know the U.S. judge had like a bias; they wanted to give Sean White a chance at gold again. Which, I mean, I I can see how that how that looks, right? Maybe they just made a mistake in their judging, but I can see how that looks. That especially when everyone in the world is rooting for like the American, like Sean White to get a, I think, fourth gold to give a low score when it wasn't deserved. I mean, I can see the controversy and the reason why people say like, you know, it's so biased to have these Olympics, um, especially once in four years. And I don't know, but for a lot of these athletes, I think it means a lot to them to have the Olympics. I don't think it's, I don't think too much about like the general population. I think people can say like, yeah, the Olympics don't matter. But I think for a lot of these athletes, that's what they strive as like the pinnacle of like, you know, defines their career. And in that regards, I think the Olympics are fine. And I enjoy it. I think a lot of people do enjoy it. I just think we start, we have started to been holding a lot of value, holding a lot of these younger athletes and, you know, kids to a lot of stress, right? I think mentally it's, it's very stressful to kind of put that pressure onto someone who's like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, I'll just round it out real quickly before we move on to anything else. But I think in the end, it if we keep the Olympics going, for me personally, I would like basically the whole world to come together to celebrate the Olympics in a positive way. But if it's going to be something that just puts a wrench in the global unity or the unity amongst countries then i don't think it should continue just because we as a world right don't need more reason to rift and be angry at each other over something like sports or just i don't know if it brings us all together i think it's worth it but if it's just gonna divide us even more i don't think it is yeah especially the politics that come along with like who someone chooses to represent in terms of their country whether that's their ethnic country the country they grew up in i mean it just seems like it causes a a lot of unnecessary divide like you said where a lot of that effort could be going towards you know something that's you know more helpful to the world but hey i guess things like this don't change overnight yeah so hopefully it changes down the line one more thing i was i was interested in your opinion on is you know maybe kind of diverting out of like all this drama with the olympics is has there ever been an anime that focuses a world competition outside of you know like something like in japan it's a lot of you know local high school tournaments or you know like the american equivalent of like a state championship or cif or a big uh, tournament but i would actually be interested to watch an anime that you know depicts more of an olympic style stage like on an anime format I, th- I, th- I would think it'd be interesting to see and you know a lot of sports anime they they're solely in japan um the w- couple times i can think about an anime that really went worldwide was like prince of tennis new prince of tennis in like the manga but i don't know what are your feelings on that 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Prince of Tennis was probably the one that went outside of the boundaries for sports. I feel like Shokugeki does or it does eventually. I I don't know for a fact. And whoever listens to this podcast and reads the manga for Shokugeki, you could fact check me. But I do think it goes globally at some point. So I think it it exists, right? But it does get a bit complicated in terms of how the, the story pacing goes. And I don't know if there's that many sports that allow for it. Especially if you're in like a high school setting. Prince of Tennis works because tennis is a global sport in the end. And if you're really good, you're going to go pro, which just means that you're playing in a global tournament. But for something like even the NBA for basketball or the MLB for baseball, right? You get really good at your sport and then you end up in the pros in that country or you end up in the pros at one location. So it would be interesting if if there was a story that went a little bit more global. I just can't imagine how the pacing would be and what the right sport is. That would be fun to watch. Like golf, yeah, you can do it. I don't know if it'll be fun to watch in an anime though. Honestly, if it was a... It would probably be some crazy golf anime where, you know, the ball is doing some weird, weird tricks wrapping around trees. And <laughs> that, that would be I weird. I'm not down. I've never seen a golf anime. Maybe there's one out there. Maybe I need to go look. There's one coming up in, I think, spring 2022 or summer 2022. Okay. I was going to say, I haven't seen, you know, like a sports, a new sports anime in quite a while. Granted, I haven't watched a few of them, like Yaomushi Petal or... Dude, Yaomushi Petal was lit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you were telling me. I think maybe that's the one I gotta, I gotta start watching. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I didn't watch the second season because I didn't hear good things about the second season, but the first season was, was really entertaining to watch. But there's a Entertaining lot of good... in like the dramatic sense or just uh, kind of a good anime overall? I think it's more so character attachment than anything okay. else. It's not, the story takes place over like one race, which is like, you know, doing one race over 60 episodes or something is, sounds a little bit ambitious and out there, but the characters in the show are really likable, I think. And you just get a girl, like connect, like a girl, girl connection to, or with the characters. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the art. I don't think I watched it because I was doing one of your what you said like you know just judged it by by the cover art i didn't really want to start watching it but I mean, from the, the people who have seen it i mean i've heard good things so yeah i mean i, I, know, I, it I still like sports anime like it still holds like a different place in my heart that it's kind of enjoyable to see like an animated take on a real life sport there are a lot of sports anime that are coming out in 2022 and maybe this is where we've where we kind of pivot to the upcoming 2022 anime that we want to talk about. But one anime I'm really excited for is Blue Lock, which is like a soccer anime. I did I don't really know a whole lot about it, to be honest with you, besides reading the synopsis. Because when I was trying to figure out the manga what manga to read between Blue Period and Blue Lock, I went with Blue Period at the time. But I, I was very much interested in in uh reading Blue Lock, so and then there's another soccer anime called Awashi that's coming out, I think, in spring or summer. And 
there's like three badminton animes coming out this year which is really random yeah i think one of them's like love all play right i like the, the yeah. cover art looked really good um yeah as long as it's better than hanabato then we're good because <laughs> hanabato was hot garbage right i don't know anything about badminton but i did not hear good things about that one yeah that that one's bad just hot garbage don't watch that but there, there's some stuff coming out, so I, I'm looking forward to those at, at the very least. Do you enjoy sports anime, like oh, as a whole, as a genre? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite, but there tends to be a lot of anime, sports anime that I really, really like. And this, I guess, I could kind of spoil this, but when I was, I was putting together like a three by three favorite anime grid, essentially for our Patreon, which is which I'll talk about at the end of the podcast, but I'll basically post like an exclusive post of my top nine favorite anime of all time. And I was like going through a list of anime that like I really, really liked just from a viewing experience, not necessarily like something I would rate 10 out of 10 or whatever. And then there's so many that was sports anime related when I was going through that list, like Haikyuu. I was like, I love Haikyuu, man. Like Haikyuu is so basic and I know everyone loves it, but Everything about Haikyuu is like everything I want from a sports anime. And then Run With The Wind is one of my favorite sports anime of, or it's hand in hand with Haikyuu as my favorite sports anime of all time, just because I think the storytelling in it, the writing in it is great. And then the the characters are great. The character development is great. Super interesting to watch. And then obviously I love Prince of Tennis because I grew up watching Prince of Tennis. I think those three like are my favorite, but I, there's so many more, right? Like Slam Dunk, Kuroko no Basket, because I play basketball, like freaking great. Yo, I'm Pedal, obviously, because I just recently watched it. I'm like blanking on all the other ones, but there's so many that are actually really good. Yeah, I mean, I think there's another Yaomushi Pedal coming out at the end of this year in the fall. Um, I'd have to double check that one, but I'm pretty sure I had seen that. But yeah, I think, like you said, Haikyuu is almost to me what I envision as a good sports anime. It's everything I would want in an anime. Kind of, you know, someone who there's like a raw potential, but they maybe haven't unlocked it or, you know, they're really like striving and they're dedicated to to their craft and, and really like working to improve themselves. I think it's just fun and it's entertaining to see that type of anime. It's, you know, you don't have to pay attention like you would like to your eternity or AOT, but overall you you find yourself enjoying the show as a whole. Except like Ahito no Sora. That one let me down. Oh, that Real one's bad. hog garbage too. Real bad. Yeah. That, I don't know. I think part of it with sports anime is character development is a really important aspect of sports anime because you want to see the growth of the characters throughout the story. There are some where they just start out like outright OP. So Echizen from Prince of Tennis, right? From the get-go, from the gates, man is the most OP tennis player I've ever seen in my life basically until he runs into Tezuka but up until that point like he's just destroying and annihilating everyone which is like what the hell is going on but with Haikyuu and Yoamushi Pedal and Run With The Wind there's like barriers that stop the main character like Hinata is super athletic but at the same time doesn't have the coordination that a lot of volleyball players have can't do a lot of different aspects of the game just is very fo- focused of one trick pony kind of situation right and then and he's under five seven yeah and, and he's under five seven <laughs> but for whatever reason can jump like 15 feet 
I don't know a single Japanese male that can jump and jump that high, but it is what it is. Um, Yuamushi Pedal is another situation where the main character has never really done like competitive biking, but has biked a lot to kind of as his commute to different places. So like he has experience and the skill sets to do so, but he's also in Yoamish Pedal a one trick pony who can do one thing and that's pedal really, really fast and that's it. So but you see like the character progression for both of those characters because they grow not from basically knowing nothing to becoming like the best version of themselves. And I think that's like the most important part of sports anime. If you don't have that then it's just hot garbage. I like that comment, the best version of oneself. I think, out, even outside of anime, I think that's um, that's a really big quote. And I, I think that's really important for a lot of people is to, to find something they like and really try to just, you know, reach the pinnacle of, I don't know, not, not to be the pinnacle of success in, like, in the sport, but just of yourself and, you know, feel happy about where you started to where you are now. I think that's what kind of gives me like when I watch those types of sports anime, it makes me feel good inside. And maybe that's why I like sports anime in that regards is that, like you said, you're just seeing a character progress. And maybe that's what really is the defining factor for a sports anime is the character progression. And, you know, do you feel attached to one character or another um, and their struggles? Like, I don't think it's always fun to see someone win all the time in a sports anime, kind of like. Uh, etches in and prince of tennis i mean the guy's op it's fun but it, it's nice to see struggles and i think that's why i like diamond no ace it's one of my favorite sports animes just to see a character have those low those really big lows that just happen in the real world and how you get out of that how you tough it out and how you were kind of recover and, and you know keep pushing forward but that's i guess more specific to sports anime yeah it's pretty similar to shonen to be quite honest with you right because Shonen is the same thing where you have character progression and there's usually a barrier or wall at some point that they need to overcome. And if they show that character development in order to overcome that barrier, then that makes a really good shonen, in my opinion. And that's the same thing with sports anime, I think. But yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily enjoy just OP main characters in sports anime, except for Kuroko, because Kuroko is just fun. <laughs> It's just fun <laughs> He's to a watch. ghost. He's a ghost. The He's man's a ghost. a ghost. There's a guy that could shoot three-pointers from full court. It's, there's another guy that plays like Allen Iverson street ball. Like, it, it's just like the most outrageous things in basketball combined into one. And it's just fun to watch, to be honest with you. But those don't stick with me usually as my favorite sports anime just because it's missing that character development aspect. Right. I just... Kuroko's a special case. It's kind of funny. It's like someone on your fantasy team who plays like three quarters of the game you look at the stats and it's like zero is crossed the board you're like was this guy even there <laughs> i don't think people will like kuroko though if you don't like basketball like i think we like kuroko because we like basketball but i don't know if to like a normal non-basketball fan if that's even entertaining to them just watching five six ridiculously op basketball players just go at it yeah and kuroko is a bit it's not as realistic i mean some sports animes aren't i think if you like you said if you if you play basketball or you know a little bit about it i think it's fun to see that kind of adaptation of of real life sport but it's very far-fetched <laughs> so in that and i could see why some someone might say like oh this 
this doesn't make a lot of sense. This isn't that entertaining for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I guess transitioning into 2022 then, there's a lot coming out. I think there's even a slam dunk movie. But to me, is 2022 a lot of season twos or is it just me? I just thought I was, it's a lot of anime I've already seen in terms of season one. I know there's a few uh, big ones that are coming out that are going to be brand new anime, but there was a lot of, you know, season twos from, from what I was looking at. I think this year is definitely the year of sequels. And that's the same for winter 2022, right? When we saw Demon Slayer and AOT sequel come through. There's a lot. There's a lot of sequels, man. Like off the top of my head, like I could give Rising of the Shield, his hero, Devil is a part-timer, which has been extremely hype. Komi, Kaguya, Rent-A-Girlfriend. Like all these things are sequels. And uh, I'm not opposed to it because I do think a lot of these were respectively the most hype anime when S1 came out for them. The thing I'm scared about is essentially getting the the Promise Neverland effect <laughs> where <laughs> they basically just try to wrap up whatever the sequel is and it just goes to complete shit. If I have to take my guess, I'm going to put th- put it down right now. If I have to take my guess of an anime that has potential to go to shit, it's Rising of the Shield Hero. But Rising of the Shield... Okay, the thing with Rising of the Shield Hero, though, is S3 has already been confirmed, I think. So... Hey, Tokyo Ghoul S2 was not it. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's, that's honestly not a bad guess, right? Like, an isekai going to shit? Like, come on. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> I think Mob Psycho S3 is going to be really good. Um, that's just that's just a gut feeling I have. But I guess we'll see. Mob Psycho is like one of the anime that has this like extremely strong fan base. Like there are just Mob Psycho stands who really believe that it's the best anime of all time. And I think that debate kind of sparked when Mob Psycho came like first came out and One Punch Man was such a big thing and there was people that were like, no, One Punch Man's better than Mob Psycho. And then there were the other there was the other side where they were like, no, Mob Psycho's way better than One Punch Man. And that's kind of continued throughout these last two seasons of Mob Psycho. So if, I wouldn't be surprised if Mob Psycho season three is something that gets close to a nine on Mal and just has a, an extremely strong fan base, super crazy showing and we're sitting here like, holy shit. Okay, Anime of the Year nominees for 2022. Demon Slayer, AOT, Mob Psycho, and then like two more, which if I had to Jujutsu. guess. Jujutsu. It's going to be Jujutsu. Well, Jujutsu doesn't have a season <laughs> this year. So it's like. They, they got the movie though, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be best film, I think. But. Okay. Yeah. There will be probably Chainsaw Man in there if I had to guess. And then the other one could be like Spy X Family or maybe another slice of life I, i'm not sure but and then maybe we're just sitting at the end of the year where we're like holy crap we don't know which one it is even though aot just had the finale but these are all five shows that basically are nine out of tens on mal which is really high so yeah i definitely agree with you that there could be a lot of heavy hitters this year um, especially with all the sequels coming out which one are you looking forward to most in 2022 in terms of film obviously jujitsu um but in terms of anime 
I think I'm looking forward to Rising of a Shield Hero. Uh, that's definitely, you know, something I've been really looking forward to. Um, one that I really liked the first season was Saga of Tanya the Evil. Um, I think S2 is coming out this year as well. It wasn't as popular, but I kind of liked the first season a lot. Um, and we'll see how that one turns out. That one could be really bad too. I was like having a discussion with some of my friends. I was like, did you guys like Saga, Tanya of Evil, or was it Pat? Because <laughs> it doesn't have a bad rating on Mal, um, but it's like an isekai-ish type of show, right? Yeah, a little dark. Actually, it's really dark. Oh, right. And I, I probably said I should watch it because I love dark shows. But yeah, it's the standard isekai, right? <laughs> so maybe you won't like it. Maybe you will like it. Uh, but it's something I wanted to kind of when the first season ended, I was really hoping they would have an S2 just so I could have that, you know, complete uh, closure to the series. I don't know if it's going to end after S2, but I'm looking forward to that one. Outside of those, I mean, there's a lot I, I'm going to watch and I'm planning to watch. I guess, I don't know, it's generic if I said Chainsaw Man, right? So I think everyone Basic. wants to see Chainsaw Man. Everyone wants to see Bleach. I mean, these are big ones that everyone's going to be watching. I'm actually curious to see if Bleach has like this uh, kind of revival because it's a pretty old show. I would say a lot of people who are about newer to anime in the younger younger ages, they probably haven't seen all of Bleach. So I'm curious, you know, if this second, if this new Bleach is like amazing, is it going to revive like the original Bleach? Are they, are people going to go back and watch everything? Because Bleach is a ton of fillers, like a ton. <laughs> Bleach is one of those shows, though, that has a strong fan base. It's It blows my mind that Bleach is even a thing still. Like, it, because of the amount of fillers, how it ended in terms of the anime, or it didn't end, but how it, I guess, paused in terms of the anime while ago. That was, what, eight to ten years ago that Bleach stopped? I don't even remember, but it's been a long time since Bleach stopped, and... Yet there are so many people that like the show. And I think there's a number of games. I think there's a mobile game potentially where there's a lot of people still playing it. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Bleach comes out. All these fans just come out from the dark from I don't know where they were like staying and hiding for all this 10 year hibernation. But they'll just rise up from the ground and create this Bleach cult and bleach as anime of the year for some reason i could totally see that happening because there's just this huge following that we just don't know about about bleach because they're like they've been hiding in the shadows for all this time yeah i mean we haven't had a bleach season in like years like it's been i don't even remember the last time it was released yeah i have no idea i have no idea how long ago that was but it was fun when we were watching it as kids I think it was a good thing for Bleach to take that break that it did. I don't know if that was a, a choice, um, but I remember back then that last season was getting a little bit slow. I think there were a lot of people who, you know, they were saying they weren't sure how they liked the how it was being portrayed versus the manga. And so it's going to be interesting. I think this is kind of that that jump in the period where now the art is a lot better. Animation has improved significantly that this next Bleach season could just be I mean, maybe it's something that's just going to blow everything out of the water. I mean, their their advertising right now is crazy. Yeah, they're definitely hyping it up. They're going to be ready 
because I think timing wise, it's gonna come out similar to when Chainsaw Man comes out. I don't know who who's saying Bleach, the studio. Oh, it says unknown on Mal. So I guess we don't know yet, but that might be another like head to head to watch out for. I think timing wise, it's gonna be around the same as Chainsaw Man. So it'll be like another Mappa versus whoever's doing Bleach showdown similar to what we're seeing now with aot and demon slayer yeah what about you though what am i looking forward to the most yeah what are you looking forward to there's a lot so i don't think we're gonna get through everything all right i'm sure you have a couple had i not read the manga i'm looking at this list i think i would have said rent a girlfriend season two had i not read read the manga that's just me being a complete degenerate um i've read the manga up to a certain point and i know how season two is gonna go i am not gonna spoil it for anyone so i'm not gonna say anything but i was just gonna put it out there i think um the show that i'm looking forward to the most is spike's family because i've heard so many good things about spike's family i think the manga's rating is like ridiculously high on mal i don't remember what it was but let me quickly look it up let's see the manga has 8.6 and i've i literally just have heard a lot of people talk about it and just praise it so that's why i'm looking forward to the most because it seems like something that could come out from left field randomly to disrupt kind of the anime of the year conversation potentially but the show that i'm looking forward to in terms of like whether it can keep up the traction for from season two to season to the next season and seeing how the story progresses is Kaguya. My like opinion of Kaguya has been like polarizing in that I hated season one. I didn't understand the hype at all. Like I just did not like it at all. It was just a de- complete DJ show. I didn't think it was funny or anything like that. I didn't think there was good character development. And then season two, that kind of flipped a full like 180 where i thought it was executed so well the writing was a lot better the jokes the character development everything kind of clicked for me a lot better so i'm wondering if in s3 i just go the complete 180 again and just hate the show again or my sentiment that i really like kaguya will continue because in s2 it was like actually really done well in my opinion this is all like my opinion you know, people can love the show. I'm sure there's a lot of Kaguya lovers out there, so don't want to offend those people and lose all those viewers. <laughs> we might be out to uh, no no more no more listeners left. Yeah, we got rid of all the Shonen fans and we got rid of all the Size of Life fans at this point. What about Komi? Is uh, are you are you looking forward to Kaguya over Komi? I think with Komi, right? Like Komi is like um, I I still have the after effect of Komi still. You know, like. It hasn't been that long since Komi ended. So for it to come back out pretty quickly, like I, I don't miss it yet. I don't miss the show yet where I'm just like kind of looking forward to what S2 has to offer. I really like Komi though, just in terms of the jokes and the comedy that kind of comes from it. I, I think it's going to be one of those shows like similar to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast with Grand Blue, where it's just always the, the relaxing show for me each week. So I don't think it necessarily has anything to prove in S2. I do think like Kaguya has something that like it could like prove to me. But another sleeper anime I, I wanted to look out for was a anime called Tomodachi Game, which means like friend game. It's like 
a very psychological show and i read the manga up to a certain point i don't think i read up to like the sixth book and that was what it was at when i i started reading it and it was like really entertaining when i was reading it because i love these like psychological thriller like alice in borderland liar game situations where it's like high stakes gameplay between friends or between people so that that's a show i'm kind of looking forward to it for it to be adapted into anime i hope people like it the manga has like an 8.1 or so amount so i do think people enjoy the manga to some degree so that's like my sleeper pick that i'll just be watching on my own when i feel like being dark sit alone in the dark and alone and watch all right i don't know about sitting alone in the dark but i watch all my anime in the dark by myself my eyesight's getting worse and worse as as we speak. Uh, do you enjoy watching anime more in the nighttime versus the morning? I like watching in the morning, actually. Is that because of Saturday, like, cartoons when you're growing maybe. up? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I used to, I remember waking up at, like, 8 a.m. early on Saturday just so I could watch the new Yu-Gi-Oh! releases. And nowadays, I do the same thing. I Sunday, Saturday, I wake up, drink coffee, and watch anime. I don't know what it is, but maybe maybe that's the the hidden tie that you've just put together for me. Yeah, because for me, the, that's what it is. Like, I actually like watching it in mornings, but I don't watch it in the morning because I I work out in the morning, so I always get out of bed and then work out and then take a shower, make a cup of coffee, then maybe I watch anime. But by then, it's like ten thirty to eleven ish. But every single time I wake up in the morning on the weekends, I'm just like, damn, I just want to stay in bed. I just want to like binge on anime, really like for the entire day and that's how i want to spend it and that's i think stems from like saturday mornings where we kind of grew up watching like cartoons yeah i mean for me that was when i watched all my cartoons was weekend mornings saturday and sundays yeah exactly i mean as a kid you don't really get the chance to stay up i mean i think i used to sleep at like nine as a kid i don't know what happened to that that one but i quickly became a night person by high school (laughs) yeah i mean like i kind of enjoy watching some shows at night i like watching movies at night way more than i do in the morning so then it just like kind of depends on the vibe of the show something like tomodachi game which is going to be a a little bit more darker i personally would prefer to watch it at night just because it sets the tone and sets the mood a bit a bit better but something like devil's apart timer season two like that's just like a morning or daytime show it's just funny so and casual i guess there's uh nothing wrong with when you watch it it's just i guess personal preference then yeah i think so but i think at night it's easier to get stuck in a binge session i think that's one thing i've realized oh yeah i could just like keep going at night until i lose sleep until you look and it's like 4 a.m and then you're like oh no what was the last anime that made you do that because i actually don't know if I've had an anime like that recently. Um, I think for me it was eighty six. Did you binge? Oh, you did binge eighty six after the summer season ended, or spring. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched because I think my brother was like, "Have you seen this anime?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "What have you been doing?" And he's like, "So I watched like one episode, and then that entire night I just crushed it." I'm wondering, like, what was the last anime that made me want to lose sleep over it and then binge it? That might have been why I look back and I think this was my anime of the year because I got stuck binging it. And yeah, I think, like you said, not 
every anime can make you binge it. Yeah, I don't remember like what anime made me feel like I just had to keep pressing the next episode button recently. It wasn't Hunter Hunter. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's for sure not Hunter Hunter. Um, I, you know that that anime makes me want to hit the pause button immediately. So for sure not that that I've been watching like JoJo, but that doesn't make me want to hit the next episode button at all. It's just a background thing until until I get to a certain point. Like people will always tell me like. You gotta get to part four or part, I think part four or five before it gets good, and it's just taking me a long time to get there. Ah, I'm trying to think. Did you binge Demon Slayer S one? Oh yeah, I binged that, but that was like a long time ago. That was like three years ago at this point. Yeah. What about Jujutsu? I don't think you watched Jujutsu when it first came out either. I also, I binged Jujutsu, but. I watched it over the course of a week and I just like didn't feel like I was like I wasn't really drawn to it to keep pressing that next episode gosh like please Jujutsu fans don't don't cancel me (laughs) but like I don't know I just wasn't drawn to to binging it I don't I don't know what the last show was that made me feel that way man maybe I'm not an anime fan Maybe you're just not a binger. No, there's definitely shows that have made me feel like I need to binge this show. If I don't binge this show now, like I'm I'm going to be sad. And like Demon Slayer is a good example of it because I just felt the need to binge Demon Slayer. And usually with like binging, right, it's not about like how good the show is. It's just are you attracted to the show or do you like watching the show? Are you entertained by it? I mean, would I say I binged AOT? I guess I binged it. But I don't know if that was just to catch up or if that was because I really liked it. Yeah, I feel like that was more so just because you were catching up. I feel like I just needed to catch up. This is sad. I'm like trying to look back at what made me want to binge a show and I just cannot think of anything. Oh, oh, you know what? I do know what it is. The most recent one in 2021 was Mushoku Tensei where I literally stayed up till like 4 a.m. watching it for season one. See, this might be why it's in your it's in your lit. No, well, Mushoku Tensei. Okay, like it was Mush- good. I liked Mushoku too. I think I watched it pretty fast. It's for sure my like um like a bias thing. I definitely feel a bias towards Mushoku, Mushoku Tensei, but I think that was the last show, at least as I'm scrolling through like the list of 2021 anime that made me binge everything. Toka Revengers was pretty close, but I didn't feel the need to like stay awake for it. Yeah, Toka Revengers is entertaining, but I don't I don't know if it has like binge potential because I think with Toka Revengers, you keep going through time loops, so it almost feels like it's a perfect time to like cut it off for the night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it doesn't make me feel like I need to keep watching it in order to keep the story continuing. It was just like, oh, this is a good stopping point. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's not cliffhangers every episode with Tokyo Avengers, and I think that's the difference. Hi, Key. After we talked about sports anime, should we both watch Skate the Infinity? <laughs> he has an eight on Mal. That's pretty good. Uh, I've been looking to watch another sports anime, actually. So maybe that's what I watch after I finish uh, Grand Blue. Well, there's 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 a couple of fours and fives. I mean, there's always fours and fives. Yeah. There's fours and fives in everything. Yeah. I guess why not? I mean, let. We can give our honest review 
on Skate the Infinity. That's true. All right, that's that's that's. Oh, 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 oh! I found another one. I did binge Doctor Stone. So it's either Doctor Stone or Shoko Tensei. That was close. I think you definitely hyped up Mushoku a lot more. I know you watched Dr. Stone pretty fast, but I don't know if you binged binged it. Yeah, I don't know either. It might have been like over the course of like a week or two week binge. I think it was like a week-ish too. It was like the same pace I went with Jujutsu Kaisen. I I guess that's that's true. I I think I watched at the same pace I watched Jujutsu because I watched it back to back. But yeah, it it was probably Mushoku then. That's the last anime that made me want to binge it. And that was like... A year ago. Do you feel like binge potential of an anime is a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I think it's just it's just how much you enjoy the show, I think, in, in the grand scheme of it. Like it doesn't have to be a good show as in something as like the popular anime community or like the anime community usually believes AOT to be. Like AOT in a lot of people's eyes is a masterpiece show, ten out of ten, right? Um, and we had had this discussion. That doesn't necessarily mean that AOT is bingeable or like for everyone, right? It's a lot of information that comes at you, so maybe it's not bingeable. But I think whether a show is bingeable to you is a sign of whether or not you actually really like the show. Do you do you feel though that by binging an anime you lose? Uh, I don't know, some appreciation for it because you're watching it so fast? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, do you feel that way? I don't think you would lose because appreciation. Because sometimes when I watch a movie, right, it's all in one sitting. And so it's when I watch that movie a second time, I pick up on a lot. Um, versus when I watch week to week, I like that. I can dissect that episode. I think back on that episode or go back to certain scenes usually within the week versus when I binge something, I usually rarely go back like and relook at the first couple episodes. I definitely think something that happens with binging is it like creates this like euphoria state almost like almost a high. Like if you like a show, you just like kind of keep like basically adding to that addiction and just keep on watching. Right. And it gives you this feeling that you really, really like the show, even though you might not. Um, so like on a week to week basis, I don't think you get that euphoria or like that, that sense of happiness or joy because after you watch 20 minutes, you stop and you have to go back to doing what you were doing. Um, and it's not like this continuous flow of just joy and happiness sparked by anime. Right. So I do think there's a discrepancy because the way or like the feeling I got from watching Demon Slayer S1 when I binged it is way different than the feeling I got from watching Demon Slayer S2 because S2, I was like, wow, that was a really good episode. Okay, I'm going to go play some games now or I'm going to go do this, this and that versus I like clearly remember feeling when I watched Demon Slayer S1 in like one whole sitting and like one day, I was just so, I don't know, so hyped yeah so hyped for so long that like it's just like ing- that emotion is like ingrained in my like bones or like my muscles i like remember it in my head so it, i do think it it has a potential to potentially make you feel like you actually like the anime more than you do 
Right. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree that that sense of euphoria is really strong when you binge. Yeah. And I think it definitely causes some type of bias that you have at that point in time that, you know, I've, I'm so into this anime that it's so good. Yeah. The other thing, though, like with week to week, sometimes I just forget things from week to week. That's true. You you forget a bit like where it left off. And maybe that's why anime, you know, they tend to have like the first minute of like a recap or the like they replay like the first couple minutes. I actually used to hate that as a kid, like um, back in like television days when I had to watch like Yu-Gi-Oh! Like I was like, why am I? Why do I have to watch the first five minutes over again? And then there's a commercial and then it's the opening. So when I was watching like, Tokyo Revengers, like it does a recap for a pretty long time, like two minutes to five minutes on average, I think. And as a binger, I'm just like, why the hell do we have to have this recap part? Like, could we just skip it? Like, let's go, let's go. But then when I'm watching these things week, week to week, something like AOT, right? When AOT <laughs> went, like started this season, I was just like, wait, where do we left, leave off last season? Because I didn't remember anything. I didn't remember what was going on. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's just like this scene in, in the show, a pretty critical scene in the first episode of the show. And I was just like, wait, what the hell is going on? Because I don't remember anything that happened. AOT is hard. I think if you, especially I binged it, so I remembered it very clearly, but I can definitely see how something like AOT, you would completely forget where you are in the story. Yeah. I mean, with Demon Slayer... And now, like, watching AOT week to week, it's not as bad. Like, I, I can track where we are, where, where we're going and whatnot. But there's just some shows where I'll, you know, forget to watch it in one week. And it's been two weeks since I last watched the episode or three weeks or whatever. And I just have, like, no idea what's going on at that point. And, like, I lose some of that experience because I, I'm trying to figure out where we're at, where we're headed and at the same time, like, I'm just like, oh, there's too much effort to think through what, what was going on. I'm just going to be monkey brain and watch whatever's on the screen. Yeah, sometimes it's it's nice to just be monkey brain, though. I like monkey brain. It's it's relaxing. Yeah, it gives me a sense of relief. I need a new monkey brain show after Grand Blue. I think uh, Skate the Affinity. Maybe that'll be it. <laughs> no, Skate the Affinity will end up being like a binge show where I'm just highly engaged, if anything. It looks entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I guess my monkey brain show right now is like the Cloverwork shows. That's fair. I mean, those are very easy to just, you know, they're like Aquatope. Yes, indeed. But okay, I know we're running a bit long. So I guess while we wrap up, I know you there were some topics you wanted to cover. So why don't you kind of tell us about that? Yeah, so I think we finally set up a lot of things. This over the course of the week. So one, we have our YouTube set up so you can listen to our podcast on YouTube if you want to. Um, we're still on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're also on Google Podcasts. On top of that, we both have our Twitter pages both launched. So feel free to follow us on Twitter as well. I think my handle is the WeWooPod Chris and then Pat's is the WeWooPod Pat. Very easy and straightforward. We also have our Instagram launched for the Weebs Out of Office. So if you look up the Weebs Out of Office, it will come up on Instagram and we'll post, you know, a summary or just like the key takeaways of each episode. When the episodes come out, we'll post some stories as the week goes on, usually like memes or something. And on top of that, we also started our Patreon. So if you want to support us on or support this podcast, look up the Weebs Out of Office on Patreon. Um, Pat's been busy, so... 
a lot of the content is just centered around me and my opinions. <laughs> Not trying to be self-centered, but with the Patreon, you'll get early access to all the podcasts. You'll get exclusive content. So I posted my Tokyo Revengers review on there. I have a Demon Slayer review coming out in a week. I have anime grids in terms of favorite anime, anime characters I, I like. Um, basically anime three by threes of, of things I enjoy and Feel free to roast me on all those three by threes because I think they're pretty basic and boring, but maybe you'll enjoy it by roasting me. And yeah, a lot more other stuff that that we can basically do through the Patreon in terms of like live Q&A sessions, contributions to any quizzes that we have in the future. We've done a lot of quizzes, so um, we could get your input in terms of questions. And you can also tell us what topics you want to talk about or want us to talk about. So a more interactive interactive experience that you get out of it and you also get like exclusive content out of it so just another way to support us no pressure if you don't want to support us um just listening to our podcast is enough support and i guess the other piece of support that we would appreciate is just a a like and subscription on on youtube if you haven't done so already so that was a lot but i guess all in all we got our presence on a lot of different platforms youtube all the podcast streaming platforms instagram and twitter and also Patreon, so feel free to reach out and follow us there. Honestly, that sounds great. I can't wait to, you know, start getting active as well. I know I've been lacking on that, so. Yeah, you're busy. Pops to Chris, I haven't been busy, pops so. to Chris for starting these. Um, and like he said, please support us. And if you don't, you guys want to roast us, that's fine too. We love, we love the comments. Yeah, I mean, you know, with like Patreon and stuff, like obviously you don't have to stay subscribed forever, but once you subscribe, you get access to all the posts and stuff too. So um, if you want to hear what I thought about or what Pat thinks about certain anime or what we like and participate more so in like the community, you know, that'll be, I guess, like the end game goal to build out a community. A shonen community for me. <laughs> you know, like as a as a non-shonen advocate of this podcast, I don't know why my first two anime reviews are both shonen anime. I have failed. It's okay. I completely approve. I have a bunch of reviews I've written too, so I'm going to start adding those in as well. But those are mostly shonen. Most likely you're going to see um, why, why AOT is not goaded and SAO is. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> we, now we're, we're not going to get anyone to help us. All right. Well, like Chris said, this is just the start. Um, we're going to build everything out and hopefully keep growing this. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening and see you all next week, we booze. See you guys.